0: You know how sometimes people say they have a good hair day? <laughs> I I had a really good dick day. Like, it was just, like, chuffed enough to be, like, really impressive all day long. No one was going to see it. No one did see it. But I knew it was there. And it was just, like, if if there was an emergency and someone, like, was hurt on a plane and they're like is there a dick in the house i knew i could have (laughs) pulled it out and be like yes i have one and it's ready you know it was was a good dick day yeah Yeah. i
1: would like (laughs) if i may to take you on a strange journey
0: You know, I could hear you and your girl. (laughs) Welcome to Nine Cents. Nine Cents is a satanic perspective of our modern world. I'm your host, Reverend Campbell, and today I'm being joined by none other than the one and only Wes Vanderpool. Gracias. Thank you. Thank you. Look at this. Look at this mug.
1: Oh my God.
0: Dynamic duo. I should put it right in between us.
1: Yeah. Now that's a mug.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sipping on some uh, Basil Hayden's dark rye that is buried inside of the mug. What are you drinking? I'm having a little
1: michelada.
0: Okay, can you explain this to people? Because when we were talking before, you said it was full of Jews, and I'm uh-huh. sure you didn't mean Jews. I just misheard you. But can you explain what it is? Yeah, it's uh,
1: it's some um, tasty beer of your choice. Hopefully, a uh, Mexican beer, mm-hmm. Corona, if you're in the spirit for the coronavirus.
0: And uh, <laughs> who's not? Know, I mean... I mean, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. coming.
1: (laughs) Just like I am. It's it's coming. Uh, But it's, uh, you know, a little tomato juice. Or uh, if you're in more of a healthier mood, you know, you go with some V8 juice. Mm -hmm. And then some salt to top the whole thing off and uh, sip until your little heart is overjoyed.
0: So, wait a second. So, Uh what kind of tomato juice are you using? I'm using V8. So isn't V eight already full of salt, like sodium? It, it is, but it's not enough. It's not enough. Okay, so it's, cerveza, uh huh, tomato juice. I don't know how See? to say that in French. <laughs> <laughs> and then salt for t- and salt. Yeah, yeah. Is it served good. cold or like lukewarm oh, yeah. or? No, it's cold. It's and cold. it's good. Oh, it's damn good. Because I got to be honest, it does not sound good at all. No,
1: it's it's super good. It's huh. super good. All right. 2 or 3 of these you'll be very healthy and you have a nice buzz going. So
0: yeah. you'll be you'll be fit as a fiddle. Yeah, man. Ready to run 7 miles in an instant. Yeah, well, let me give a quick shout out to everyone in chat here. Thank you guys so much for joining us live as always. Stephanie, how are you my dear? I miss you. It's been too long. Jupiter, what up, man? Zachary, Jeff, how's it going? Dog. My dog. How you doing? Uh Antoine, it's good to see you, man. Uh, let's see, is that everyone? I think that's everyone. If there anyone else joining us live in chat after this moment here, we'll try to give you a shout-out when we see you. But we got a lot of show to cover and not a lot so of time much. to cover it in. So strap on your... <laughs> 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 your ears, That's a weird way to say it. But uh, sit tight and get ready for this. Uh, it's going to be a good show. It's been a while since Wes and I caught up, and so I thought... Yeah. I mean, I'm doing a weekly show. I might as well ask him to come on so we can have an excuse to just banter back and forth and he can add in his satanic perspectives. And it will be, instead of one satanic perspective, dos satanic perspectives. I don't know how to say it in Spanish. Sorry, people. Um, Dallas, how's it going, (laughs) man? Uh, Okay, so uh, let me give you a quick rundown before I uh, talk about my week in The Devil's Advocate. I want to talk about living deliciously. That's right. So that phrase caught my attention from the film Witch, Mm -hmm. but the concepts behind it, um, I've been uh, really sort of being buried in lately. And so I want to talk about that more uh, and explain why I think as a Satanist, it's so incredibly important to live deliciously. And that means intentional, Mm -hmm. not just Mm -hmm. passive life. Uh, In the second segment, we got two articles in the Infernal Informant, Make-A-Wish. Helped a 10-year-old superhero stop a bank robbery and rescue someone from a burning building. And video shows police arresting a 6-year-old girl at school. Two articles concerning kids, and I'm going to give you some satanic perspective on both of them. In this last segment, the creature feature. Of course, everyone knows what Netflix is. It's a streaming service. But I'm going to talk about a new series that my wife and I binged one evening because we couldn't stop watching it. And it's called "I am not okay with this." If you guys haven't seen it yet, I'm going to talk to you about it, and I'm hoping you're going to check it out because it's definitely worth the watch. Okay, so how was your week, man? Or how was your month? The last time we talked.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's been uh, it's been a roller coaster ride of emotions. You know, it's it's been outstanding. Oh, really? Uh, things changing at work. You know, uh, uh, getting caught up on all these uh, technical certifications that are all the rage right now, and uh...
0: <laughs> all the rage.
1: <laughs> All the rage. Everybody have a job. <laughs> yeah, jobs—they're overrated. However, I've I, uh, been—you know—going through all of that stuff, just trying to stay busy, and then uh, you know, really have been finding my groove mentally. Mm. Uh, you know, ha- throughout uh, January, as I said, it was a roller coaster of things, and just uh, you know, getting into really. Getting into fitness more to try to try to relieve the body stress and stuff as well. Right. So just been running like a madman, uh, doing pull-ups like they're going out of style, and uh, you know, yeah. bench pressing my daughters. So it's
0: <laughs> it's a win-win. Nice. I mean, some people use weights instead. Hey, of I've heard that. I've
1: heard that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. I, it's overrated. I their mean, own. I mean, I bet they really help with your stabilizer muscles. Oh, yeah. Because they're, like, oh, wiggling yeah. and, like, Dad, stop bitch pressing me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just hold still your dumbbell. Stop it. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're man, dumbbells in more the
1: ways than one.
0: I, I normally don't get, like, seasonal blues. But this mm-hmm. last this last season, for whatever reason, it hit me fucking hard as shit. Damn. And so it, it was very much a situation for me where I had to sort of refocus my thoughts yeah. Focus on personal health and happiness, and and trying to find joy, and then uh, that led me to bringing this back. So nice you can nice. thank depression. <laughs> Nine <laughs> cents brought to you by Suicide Thoughts. <laughs> <It's> fucked up. <laughs> um, <laughs> how's it going, J Dub? J Dub oh. Death Rocker. That sounds like a song. Yeah, yes. J Dub Death Rocker. <laughs> if it's amazing. not, it should be. Yeah, seriously. Valeria, how you doing, hon? It's good to see you. Um, so, <laughs> I've still been keeping <laughs> in contact with Colin. Nice. He's actually transferred to an ICE facility, which really isn't an ICE facility, but it's a county jail up in Logan, which is like an hour and a half away. Wow. And uh, so, they, the only way to like interact with them at this particular county jail is mm-hmm. through video conferencing. Oh which wow. is really weird but you can do it from anywhere you can do it from your smartphone so wherever you are you have to get authorized first and then you can have the conversation well i and you have to schedule the conversation ahead of time i scheduled it at 8 30 but they're not even let out of their cells till 8 45 but oh, they wow. offer it at 8 30. and so i'm sitting around for 10 minutes trying to call tech support going why the fuck isn't this guy who i set up a conference with to have like not picking up like right. what's going on and the only reason why I was freaking out about it is because another friend of ours, Bede, went up there on Thursday to go visit him. He drove an hour and a half to go see him in the yeah. same building through a video monitor, and it wasn't working. Uh, and so he, he went up there for no fucking reason. Damn. And no one there – like – I don't like to shit on people. I mean I enjoy shitting on people, but I don't like to shit on people unnecessarily. Our prison guards – are and, and like in Salt Lake County jail system and now in Cash County jail system are fucking retarded. They are the stupidest humans I have ever interacted with. And everyone of us who have interacted with them feels the exact same. So it's not just like a this is just a me thing. They're oh. just fucking dumb. They don't know anything. They don't know shit about shit. They don't know shit about their job. And it's Ow. their job. But I guess yeah. it's okay because it's a government thing, so who cares?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, uh, what a, you know, if anybody would need to know their child, <laughs> you you would think it'd be those folks. But however, it, it's...
0: Yeah, when other people's lives depend on your um, uh, understanding, your uh, compassion, your, yeah. I don't know intellect and yet (laughs) fucking idiots so anyway he came up uh it was like 10 minutes later and he got on the line and so we ended up only having 10 minutes to chat and Uh, then uh it was you know just whatever so he doesn't know anything ice is he's at the whim of ice to deport him and Mm. uh he's never gonna be able to come back to the states so we are going to have to do man camp over in ireland
1: well i mean if we have to
0: yeah Pull my leg, all right? <laughs> uh, I guess I have to go to a pub. Okay, <laughs> damn it! Uh, really don't like Irish whiskey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fuck! I have to drink another. God damn it! <laughs> every time I see you. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to I wanted to read uh, another essay that he had sent me, uh, because and it's not really an essay; it's like a like a poem or you know something like that. Um, these again, I, I want to remind everyone as I read these every week. These are his first drafts, so don't get too uh, crazy about, uh, you know, I don't know, the pacing or anything. Because one, I'm, it's my reading of it, not his, and I don't know what his intention is as far as reading. And it's his first draft, and everyone goes through different iterations, chooses different phrasing, different pacing when they do it multiple times. This is, again, first drafts, so don't be too critical. But I wanted to read this one, it's called Creatures of Compulsion. And I've got an image that I'm going to throw up here. And hopefully this time it's not going to be sideways because I shot it sideways. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Okay. So Creatures of Compulsion by Colin Martin. Creatures of Compulsion. They want. They need. They cry. Always a sorry tale to tell. They moan. They weep. They yell. If potential prey you be, they can sense. They can tell. Creatures of compulsion, always hungry, always yearning, never full, never sated. Your sympathy they seek, latch on, feed, drain dry. Creatures of compulsion, seeking victims, seeking marks, given once, given twice, given forever. You are their source, their supply. You will be used, plundered, and pillaged until you die. Creatures of compulsion crave not just the material, your spirit is in their sights, your emotion your time, your efforts, and your life. Your vital existence is the ultimate prize, a trophy for their mantelpiece, their victory, your demise. Creatures of compulsion, if you can't run, you must fight. In an armor of logic, you must be clad, the sharp sword of reason, you must wield. You need to thrust, you need to parry, you need to dodge, you need to make them retreat, make them flee. Creatures of compulsion, stay safe, learn the signs, be ready, see them coming, be first, be fast, they will approach, offer little, ask for much, refuse them, excuse them, send them on their way, watch them go to others, see the games they play. Creatures of compulsion, be wary, my friends, be wise, they spin tales of epic proportions, incredible are their lies. Like swimming through jellyfish, you'll be stung many times. Let the pain be your teacher, your guide through this treacherous life. These creatures of compulsion, they always are and always will be. They live and hunt through every and all levels of society. There's no safe haven, no sanctuary or reprise. Only vigilance will save you, my friend. So once again, I say, be wary, be wise. So I figure if he's going to be stuck and only able to communicate through poetry or writing, then, as a friend, I'm gonna air that poetry or writing. And I think, you know, it's not so bad. So, yeah. anyway. Um, dude, okay, before we dive in the show, I know we're like already 15 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter just had her birthday and we just took her to like this fun center to celebrate with her friends. Oh, nice. There is nothing more despicable than seeing other adults, like thirsty ass old people, Like my age, our age, old people, um, Mm -hmm. like staring at other moms or if their mom's staring at (laughs) other dads, you know, just like, ooh, I could take him. Ooh, I wonder if we go in the ball pit together. You know, like, like you can see the thirst just oozing off of them. Yeah. I was a little offended because I didn't feel like any of that thirst was directed my way, but I definitely (laughs) saw it everywhere. (laughs) It was ridiculous because, you know, these people are there with their husband or wives. Oh yeah, and it's, and yeah. like their husband or wives are doing the same thing, just like side looking, like mm-hmm, oh, mm hmm. Oh, I'd hit that. I want to take a bite of that. Like, <laughs> it's so obvious, and it's right. not just the adults; it's the kids too. Like the kids are looking at the other kids, you know, from all ranges—from teenagers to preteens to like youth who don't even give a fuck about that stuff. But mm-hmm. it's always really weird when you see those crazy older dudes in like four-wheeled roller skates like skating oh, yeah. and like laughing like dude bros, but they're in like a kid's <laughs> skating rink. Right. Right. Like they, they don't have any sense of impropriety that they shouldn't probably be in a kid's skating rink as dude bros, but yeah, it's weird. They they had no shame. They <laughs> <have> no shame. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really out of like, why, why are they there? And then they just like sit on the edge, you know, doing like dude bro poses. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like my yeah. triceps, check out my tricep poses. Oh and yeah! It's just oh, yeah. kids, like little kids going by. So well, they're not impressing the little kids, and worse, are they trying to? Like, what the fuck is going on with these people? Yeah, well, you, you got to show off in front of somebody when you're
1: a complete fucking loser. And <laughs> I mean, who better to do it in front of than than little kids? You can pick up with one hand, you know. I, you can't do, it, can't do it. bench pressing
0: these kids driving right. mine.
1: Ooh, look at this shit, yeah. No, yeah, you yeah. uh, oh, they're so cool, man. They're so cool. Living their glory days, they're back out there, you know. So gross. Waiting for all the moms to look at them, and then the moms are actually looking at the adults in the room. Yeah. Yeah. The dads yeah. are looking at the adults in the room. I don't know.
0: It was weird. And like doing these things, you know, like the girls. They're all off playing, like, in junk right. houses and ball pits or laser tag or skating. You know, they're doing whatever the, the fun things are there, are there to do. Meanwhile, the adults, namely me and my wife, and the Latin um, mom and her Latin friend, who don't seem to speak English, are just sitting right. at the table, because they brought their daughter, um, uh-huh. not interacting with us at all, and we're just like, for like three hours, just like, so. <laughs> hey
1: the hell's going?
0: like you can't even say that because they're they always do like the like the um hi <laughs> so i know they're communicating and the only thing i hear is hi I, I like what they're like hey look at this white piece of shit trying to talk to us let's just pretend we don't speak english i feel like that's what's going on there's a lot you know, of
1: it, it could be it could be it, you could learn spanish
0: Okay, you let's know, not get ridiculous, all right? I'm yeah, an American. I, mean, I speak I, American.
1: I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out
0: there. You know, you
1: could learn. And <laughs> be like be like George's dad off Seinfeld and and <laughs> listen, you know. Oh, uh,
0: That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah.
1: It'd, it'd be okay. It'd
0: I don't know. Good. It was wild, man. Do you have you taken your girls to like those fun centers? Oh, uh, unfortunately.
1: We we do yeah, we we do a lot of the, the
0: birthday party
1: stuff with Mm. the friends and you know right now we we don't have a whole lot of the fun center thing don't get a hang around a whole lot of actual teenagers since our oldest is eight however boy it's always a show seeing uh, certain parents show up and you know some are are very nice and they're easy to talk to and and there are those that understand how painful a lot of kids parties are and so they bring a cooler of beer to share with all the other parents which is nice i mean it's colorado it, it could be worse trust yeah. me <laughs> but it you know it, it's a good way you, you get to talk to some and then you have those that are just you know very much the same way they're standing waiting for everybody to notice them you know and they wear the super the moms who wear the super yeah. inappropriate short shorts yeah. and low-cut tops i mean you notice and you're like okay but being somebody who's a little bit reasonable, you realize, oh, shit, I'm at an eight-year-old birthday party dressed like a whore. I mean, you know, I'm going to look, that I'm going to judge them. At the yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. See, uh, the fun center that we were at is sort of in the middle of shit kickerville, like just a really terrible, terrible part of town. Um You know, just, like, a lot of... This this is sound really elitist of me. And I don't mean it that... I do mean it that way. It sounds really elitist. Um, But just, like, the lowest economic factors, which comes with it, the style of the lowest economic factors. And you don't have to dress like a fucking retard. They choose to. Like, they could take the temperature of the culture they live in and say, if I am massively overweight, I'm not going to wear a crop top. (laughs) <laughs> or I'm not gonna have my belly sitting out, sticking out of the bottom of my shorts. Uh, Which, no, that that is not how it works. That's a choice. <laughs> or if you're like just crack cocaine, like a crystal meth body, teeth to match, maybe oh. you don't show so much skin because it's like looking at a zombie. So I just want to run from you screaming or puke. It, it's not an attractive look and. What are you, who are you going to be picking up looking like that? Who exactly, again, to your point, it's like an eight-year-old's birthday party. Yeah. Who are you impressing? Little I Bobby? Mean, like, come on. you You're never know. them. Maybe, maybe little Bobby's
1: dad is, you know, he's got some money, you know, and uh, they're, they're dressing to impress and, and ready for the next, uh, the next husband or, uh, I, so I don't know, man. It's. I, i've noticed this similar thing you know it, shit kickerville it's like walmart right, right?
0: Exactly. exactly you go to walmart
1: anywhere in the country it's the same people yep you know and i, actually I think I,
0: there's they're like a grateful dead thing where they just follow the band yeah. it's like yeah. walmart to walmart <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i could see that so i could see that yeah I, I i went back to kentucky okay. a, a couple of weeks ago you know went surprised my mom and whatnot and uh being back there even for the day I was there boy it's always it's always impressive <laughs> you know the washer and dryer out on the lawn and the, uh, <laughs> you know the full on camo outfit you know and oh my I, gosh. I, I remember wearing camo but I was in the army I, I feel like it's appropriate at that time
0: <laughs> uh, 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 alright let's talk about the show I, I'm we could this is turning into like an on the rocks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Stop it right now. Let's do a little Devil's Advocate. <laughs> I love that. Alright. I wanted to talk about living deliciously. So let me explain what I mean by that. Um, when uh, Black Philip. Uh, the devil asks um, the young girl in uh, The Witch would you like to live deliciously? And she thinks for like a two count and says yes and he asks her to sign the book essentially selling her soul to the devil himself so that she can then be granted the powers of the witch. This is an old Puritan type story. Um, The idea that you have to give up uh, your everlasting soul so that you can then um, reap the bounties of the world around you and, and employ magic in some way. So we as Satanists can definitely identify with this idea simply because our recognition of who and what we are is the act of selling our souls. Um, it's, it, it, it wouldn't be selling your soul. Well, first of all, there's no fucking souls. But that being said, um, <laughs> if you denied that we were what we are, uh, then you, of course, wouldn't be selling yourself, but then you wouldn't be employing what grants you authority in this world, and that's awareness, intention, uh, satanic magic, um, lesser magic specifically on a day-to-day interaction basis, that allows you to manipulate others. Um, you wouldn't have that if you hadn't accepted who you actually are and moved forward in life with that intention. So by our very nature, uh, with that Awareness, we are living deliciously, as it were. But I remember reading um, some essays uh, from the doctor and just finding this within myself in my own expressions in life of being taken aback with the beauty of things. So whether it's uh, a woman or a man or a view or a sunset or a flower or a crack with a weed growing up through it, um, whatever it is, like one, one thing for me that I just found immensely beautiful, and I don't really understand why, is the sun is setting, and in my backyard I have a tree, and the tree's shadow, due to the sun setting on the other side, would cast this really wonderful shadow, um, uh, the tree would cast a wonderful shadow on the back fence. And it was mm-hmm. just this really beautiful uh, play of watching the shadow move with the wind and grow with the setting sun. And I, I'm just always struck by the sheer beauty of it. And, and so for me, part of living deliciously, part of that awareness is being able to truly appreciate things, whether it's a sip of a favorite drink or something that, that you just glance over and for whatever reason, it catches your eye. And I don't think you can do that unless you're open to experiencing it. Because I don't ever remember doing it as a young man. It's only in my older uh, years. So is this something that you share as well?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, something I've noticed about myself as well as getting older, just noticing more around me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, living in Colorado as we do in just seeing the sunrise come up and hit the the Rocky mountains to the west of us and seeing the snow peaks and the orange sky and the whole thing, you know, I mean, it's, it's truly amazing. And you, you, something so beautiful, uh, that it, you know, oftentimes the sky will just look like an artist's interpretation, you know, it's Bob Bob Ross has, has been at work at at, at something, but it was, uh, he's a, Beast, pretty little clouds here. Right?
0: <laughs> Happy accidents. But, putting <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, it, it's something I, I've come to appreciate too and you, you know as you stated as a younger man you're, you're too wrapped up in, in other pursuits, you know maybe more of the physical uh, gratification pursuit right. uh, of whatever sex it is you you happen to enjoy and uh you know as you as you get older and have found all of that and uh just realize the natural world around you can be just as as beautiful yeah. you know one thing we found the last uh the last few winters is we have an abundance of rabbits
0: around oh really
1: <laughs> yeah and uh just uh this past week or so there's a rabbit that comes to the back door every morning <laughs> and uh he uh Friday, he brought a friend because we, we started leaving carrots out for these rabbits. And so now every morning they come there expecting their stuff. It's just cool seeing a, you know, a wild animal in its natural habitat, as it were.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I give a, a reaction to a post here because uh, Zachary says he's heard that the mountains get boring because they don't change as opposed to a river, lake, or forest. Hell no, that is not true at all. Uh, mountains absolutely change they change through seasons dramatically Um, a mountain in stark winter like uh, right now just before spring looks incredibly different than the mountain in spring summer or fall and so not only the seasons but those benchmark times between seasons they change dramatically time of day changes mountains dramatically as well so you have your seasons you have your times of day and all of that is based around what you're doing in them, which also yeah. changes. So if you're just going up there, and this is something that we used to do as uh, young men, we would just take our dogs and just go—not on trails or anything. We would try to find like a crazy steep incline and just look up and say, "I wonder what's at the top of that." Let's yeah. go, and we would just climb and just have fun and explore with that sense of uh, that that youthful innocence. Of uh, where you, you're not afraid of like falling and breaking your leg you just <laughs> like i used to free rock climb up these mountains without even thinking about the danger of falling and luckily oh, yeah. i never did but we would run across rattlesnakes and have to like back down and go around so we could avoid the rattlesnakes i mean it's it's dangerous shit except yeah. that's what we did and we never until now like I'm i've been growing up with these mountains same wasatch mountain range part of the rockies Never got bored of them. Same trails, you don't get bored of them because they do dramatically change, and your experience with them changes based on what you do. So now I typically stay to trails, and I go, in, you know, in my head, I'm like, well, what is at the end of this trail? I've never done this trail before. And so I look at trail maps online or uh, apps uh, for my phone, or I look uh, in guidebooks and see, okay, what are new trails that I've never been on? And you see a different part of the same exact mountains that you've experienced your entire life, but now in a totally different way. So No, like this is the glory of life experience is that you can live in the exact same space and find beauty around a corner that you just never turned on before. And that is what I'm talking about when when I'm talking about living deliciously, being open to the willingness of just being stuck, like walking down a street and you just look at a particular alley and whether it's the light, I don't know if this is because I'm an artist or what, but if I just see shadow or the light on the side of a building casting a shadow and you see like a dumpster and the shadow coming from the dumpster, I'll just stare and I'll start imagining and I'll let that my imagination run wild about what could possibly be behind here. Like i lived on the streets in my youth. And so like I was thrown out of my house. So I understand what it means to be homeless, um, certainly as a kid. And so I would imagine my life in this particular alley. And I would find the beauty of that existence. Even the bitterness and the sufferings That I, I had experienced when I was in that situation. But then. I also then reflect on. How fucking fortunate I am. That I was able to work myself up. And be in a position where I don't have to live in that alley anymore. And I can yeah. find the beauty. Of that alley is now colored. With my life experience and success. It is a benchmark. Of where I was and where I am. And it's just little things like that where life in and of itself is this amazing gift that is going to fucking end for every single one of us and far too soon. And so yep. part of being a Satanist is living the best life you can in the time that you have, but also being willing and honest and humble enough to appreciate that life that you've led and that you are trying to lead moving forward. That is living deliciously. Um, is there anything you want to yep. add to that?
1: No, no, that is that is beautifully said, I, you know, it, just experiencing, you know, get out of your comfort zone and, you know, experience whatever. I mean, if you've been city bound all your life. Mm-hmm going out to the country can be you know some kind of times a frightening experience especially if you go as far as you're hearing banjos you know it can really really mess with you but uh get out of your comfort zone go deliverance take, too much <laughs> yeah you know for me it was it was kind of the opposite of growing up out in the country and you know that was the same thing we would do as kids is climb the mountains behind our house or the the hills in kentucky and uh to me the mystery was like the city mm-hmm. and uh a few years ago, I had the opportunity to go to New York and uh, get to do training for work in New York City. And then on my free time, I, I just walked everywhere I went. You know, I walked over Lower Manhattan and you know Midtown and everything, and all these dark alleys. You hear all this shit about, right? Mm-hmm. You see all these movies. Of, I, I went down these dark alleys I was like fuck it you know let's go see see what's there it's probably not the smartest on my part.
0: I've never been stuck in the eye with a heroin needle let's do this <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean you know I, I felt comfortable enough um, to be able to handle any situation yeah. that I came across and uh,
0: <laughs> I watched some Van Damme flicks
1: I, I, I watched a lot of Bruce Lee before I went on that trip so <laughs> I got I, this I was, I was ready I, I just kept thinking be like water."
0: yeah <laughs> a
1: lot of kung fu that was great yeah it, it was it was you know an amazing thing you know and a lot of you know i was smart about it i mm-hmm. mean if it was a shitty area i didn't go to harlem and start walking down back alleys or or some place that i knew was super dangerous but just something that was completely out of my comfort zone and mm-hmm. you know got to see just you know some amazing things yeah got to see a lot of homeless people also got to see you know old uh, buildings, old architecture that that maybe you wouldn't see from you know just walking on the street.
0: Yeah, so it, was, it was a, a good thing
1: to get out of your zone.
0: That's I think it's so important to explore. Like that that is one of the greatest things. One thing my wife and I did when I was um, in AIT training for the U.S. military, uh, we were stationed in Georgia. Uh, we would just explore Augusta. We would just yeah put in a, a blues album and then just drive and nice. it, again I've, I've always referenced this as like you know my form of time travel and it did feel that way but you know that's more attributed to georgia being such a beautiful fucking, uh state um but the the beauty that we found in georgia we would never have found if we didn't have that sense of adventure that that desire to see something new not just to stay in our safe little lane going between our apartment and the base but to actually branch out. And when I was stationed in Germany, I lived off base specifically so that we could explore and having that sense of adventure in your life, I think is more important than virtually anything else. Because however hard you work and however much money you amass in life, you're going to die and lose it. (laughs) The only thing that you're going to be able to appreciate are the experiences you have while you're here. That's it. Every minute that you spend working hard away is a minute that you've lost in contemplation, in uh, imagination, in experience, in witnessing a new sunset in a new location. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have some sort of financial success. Do what makes you happy. And and for some people that does make them happy. But find time when you do have some personal time and take your vacation if you have it to take because americans typically don't uh take your vacation and go explore if you don't want to schedule a trip just get in your car if you have a weekend and just drive just yeah go find out where the road happens to take you go to that diner that you've driven by a thousand times but you've never stopped at and i guarantee you're going to come away from that feeling glad that you did if not for the food or the food poisoning, uh, you gonna feel glad for the experience because you tried something, you stepped out of your comfort zone. This is what it is. How are you ever going to discover what is good or bad for you if you do not test those boundaries? And I think as adults nowadays, we are, um, I don't want to get into this too deeply, but just as a surface comment, we are handicapping our children because we're not allowing them to explore like we explored. Right, And right. it's because we feel like the world is more dangerous now than it was then, when statistically it's not, it's better, it's safer, statistically. Um, but yep. we, we're, we're still preventing our kids that opportunity. Or, because of technology, our kids are not desiring to get out. And so right. what we created as what is supposed to be this in, enriching element of life or, or a tool to help uh, inform and entertain is now turning into a prison for our children's imagination. And and so th- we're actually preventing the future from living deliciously because there's an app for that. Well, fuck you and fuck your app. Yeah. Go outside because I guarantee that whatever you find beautiful on your 8K high definition uh, <laughs> 6 by 3 screen is going to pale in comparison to the actual real world out there. Oh yeah, and it's just right, fucking there. It it just drives me crazy. We need yeah. to not only actively live deliciously in our own lives. Sorry, like I'm like pounding the table, <laughs> but we need to encourage our children to do the same. And absolutely. in that experience, they may decide that they are Satanists or they are not Satanists, but they're going to be informed human adults, and that's absolutely. more important than anything else. So absolutely. Sorry, I, I went off on a bit of a rant there, but. Does oh, I like case? it. Anything else you want to touch on this?
1: I, I don't think so. Uh, other than get outside, get off your fucking ass. Don't be a couch potato. The fucking TV hasn't changed. It's mm-hmm. the same shit, the same content, different titles. I mean, it's, you know, uh, yeah. It, it, <laughs> I, I pe- People in general piss me off, right? Yeah. You know, we, we said the coronavirus earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh and, you know, people are having their freak out. They know it's coming. However, more people die from heart disease and and being overweight than they do, are going to from the coronavirus or any other virus out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, just get the fuck up and move. Go do something. Quit worrying mm-hmm. about the TV. Quit thinking, oh, I can't do it. Just get up and fucking do it.
0: Yeah. Just do it. Nice. Just fucking do it. <laughs> All right. So, That's uh expensive. J Dub, mm-hmm. this comment. People are fucking pussies, though, bro. <laughs> Dude,
1: You're not wrong.
0: they uh, are not wrong. All right, let's do a little inform- informant. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the second segment. Of this. <laughs> All right. I still, I, I, I've been, I haven't fixed those intros, so it's a hard cutoff whenever I switch back from them. But, um, eh, so hard. you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, all right, so this <laughs> first article, Make-A-Wish Foundation, let me find the right image here. Yeah, Helped a 10-year-old superhero stop a bank robbery and rescue someone from a burning building. So there's actually a theme to this Infernal Informant. Outside of the two articles, so I'm going to, you know, deliver the two articles. We're going to talk a little bit about them, but I want to talk about a greater theme afterward. Um, In this particular case, 10-year-old Gage Pike from Florida wanted to be a superhero, specifically a crime-fighting robot. He has has a serious heart condition and asked to be transformed from himself into Robo-Gage. Well, the Make-A-Wish America Foundation said that they worked with multiple organizations for almost three months to build a super suit and set up fake a uh, fake bank robbery, complete with a bad guy that he helped foil. Then Robo Gage helped firefighters put out a fire. He rode in on the truck's ladder to rescue an actor from a burning building. And as a grand finale, Gage rescued a man from a simulated building collapse. Uh, he could have chosen any wish, uh, but he said he wanted to help others. He received multiple awards from grateful citizens because of this, and hopefully. He lives from his heart condition, but if not, he fulfilled a dream thanks to Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, I started fucking crying <laughs> when I fucking read this goddamn <laughs> article. I couldn't... I, I've been, like, wildly emotional lately anyway, but mm-hmm. this hit me... Like, the next one did, too. But this hit yeah. me fucking hard. Um, and it's it's that... You know, we as Satanists, we, we cherish children. They are literally our satanic future. Um, they are our hopes and our dreams of a better tomorrow for those that we love and care about. And sometimes those children are the ones that we love and care about. Uh, this is why we do not believe in human sacrifice or child sacrifice. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, th- that is pure innocence, that is pure magic, a child. Yeah. Uh, so we respect and protect that. And so when I see a foundation solely based around the idea of fulfilling dreams for children, I think that's fantastic. I've never donated to them, (laughs) so it's not like I support it or anything. I just I'm glad that it exists because um, if if my if it's within my means, if my kids ask for something that I don't feel is too wildly extravagant, then I love them. I want them to have experience and uh, you know uh, whatever it is that they want, and so I'm going to try to provide them with that. And on the other hand, I drag them with me into the outdoors and I force them to experience life on my terms. And you know what that's like, because I dragged oh, you yeah. out a few times as well. And so it's not always happy for them, but they get that experience whether they want it or not. Exactly. Damn right. But So I love that. This, yeah. And this is what's so great about little kids. We got to stop pretending like he, he just wanted to help people. No. He wanted to have that sense of power and yeah. um, superhero life. It's it's not all just for other people. He wanted yeah. to feel empowered in a position where he has absolutely no power in this world. He's a kid, okay. no one fucking cares about you. He is sick and he could die. You're oh you got a limited fucking amount of time here, buddy. He sees all these uh, Marvel and DC superhero films and he just wants to be like that. He wants to. Find power in a world that he has none in. And yep. the adults let him fucking have it. And they created these situations so that he could experience that. Uh, when we were at that uh, fun center for my daughter's birthday, there was a dad who was dressed up as Batman with his son who was dressed up as Batman. And they were nice. just walking around, high-fiving other people as Batman. And it was just... <laughs> I, I felt bad right. about myself for having never done that for my kids. They never asked me to, but I, it, it was right. such a beautiful thing to see that I'm assuming it was his dad. If it wasn't, it was really weird. This just some random guy <laughs> wearing a bat suit found a kid and stole him. It was one of the two for sure. <laughs> I'm going on a limb and saying it was his dad. But it was just this beautiful thing where I couldn't stop grinning and watching the joy, as I spit, oh, yeah. that this little boy was experiencing as Batman Jr., mini Batman, <laughs> Uh, bite-sized Batman uh, <laughs> to his father Batman as they were walking through this fun center I was just like this is the this is what it's about like yeah. parents are so afraid of looking silly and looking the fool when they go out because they want everyone to see them in this you know powerful or sexy or you know authoritative way that they're not willing to just have fun and pretend like yeah. what you used to do when you were a kid And I love seeing it when other people do it and when there's an organization dedicated just to fulfilling those fantasies. Yeah. I think it's the best thing in the world. That's awesome. Um, And so I wanted to bring it up because I saw it and it it made me like like completely (laughs) misty-eyed early in the morning. (laughs) I was just like... I'm going to yeah. talk about this, and <laughs> I'm going to try not to cry. It was so cool. Well, oh, it's, it's
1: so awesome that there is that organization, you know. And the the sad part with it as well, I mean, you you hit on it, you know, you're a kid, you're powerless, and nobody cares. And that's, you know, it's a shame that kids have to actually get sick before adults will do sh- stuff like this, you know. I mean, as, as parents, you know, we need to empower – empower our kids fantasies mm-hmm. you know and, and you know having a, a high-spirited creative eight-year-old myself you know she' you you say something you know like it'd be cool to have da 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 for our, our house right mm-hmm. She then goes into a twenty-minute rant of how, oh, we need to get this, and we got to get this, and we need to bedazzle it and have jewels and black lights and, you know, a, a whole list of of just outrageous shit that, as an adult, you're like, that's not feasible at all. But you know, for her, that's the amazing thing. Yeah. And finding that balance is is what it's about. And I think a lot of parents don't realize that maybe because you know they have economic hardships and they're like fuck off kid i'm i'm broke i ain't got time for your fantasy bullshit or you know they're too wrapped up maybe in in their own stuff you know Mm -hmm. they're wrapped up in the truck and the boat and you know the the fake tits for the the new wife and all this other stuff instead of of uh, creating our future and allowing those that will be the future be creative
0: yeah
1: we and, and it's you know it's just such a shame that it takes a kid being diagnosed with a heart problem or or cancer or you know before we finally say oh well you're you're sick let's let's let you have your moment you know it's yeah. like, fuck that fuck that make their whole life their moment you know the real world's going to smack them soon enough so
0: <laughs> i no i love that idea and and it doesn't take an organization it it just takes you as yeah. a parent and maybe a friend or two to create a situation that they can be a superhero in or that they can Hopefully. feel empowered in it's just willingness um yeah as <laughs> an aside i just uh how's it going christian thanks for joining us live man he's all that's how the real batman got robin just taking the- <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong <laughs> <laughs> You're coming with me, boy. My do you day. like mansions? <laughs> How do you feel about mansions, kid? How do you feel about tights? <laughs> put these on. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> From now you're on, in. you're wearing these, put these tights. Uh, I'm going take you in adult. wildly inappropriate, dangerous situations, and you're just going to do flips and stuff, okay? <laughs> It'll be all right. Okay, I kind of messed up. Nice. All right, let's do the second one here before we dive into the... Uh... Second part of this conversation. Uh, This one, when I... It's a video. I'm not going to play the video, but the video, like, nearly broke me down. Uh, So this video shows police arresting a six-year-old girl at school. A police body camera video showed an officer in Orlando, Florida, arresting a six-year-old girl who had zip ties put around her wrists at her school as she cried to be let go, resulting in the firing of Orlando police officer Dennis Turner. Turner was involved in the arrest of two six-year-olds six-year-old children uh, in one week in september in the video an officer is seen putting zip ties on the child's wrists with her arms behind her back as the girl asks what are these for and then cries don't put handcuffs on and help me help me please help me uh police were responding to a report that the six-year-old had battered three staff members by kicking and punching them at her school the lucius and emma nixon academy in orlando Uh, the little girl suffers from sleep disorder that the family was working to resolve which was why she was experiencing behavioral issues the girl was charged with battery so when the police arrived on scene the girl was quietly being read to by the school administration the police officer walked in asked what the situation was told the girl to turn around, zip-tied her fucking hands, and marched her out into the police car. At no point did any of the school think, huh, maybe we already have this under control, or maybe this little black girl is going to develop a serious fucking fear of cops, that the culture itself is always going to force on minorities, They're going to not trust them because they arrest children in elementary school. I, I get so goddamn mad when I hear this story. It is a child. Children don't know how to react to situation because their brains are not fucking fully developed. And so we as adults have to have perspective and understanding of that fact and treat the situation accordingly. If she's already docile and sitting and listening to a story, why does this worthless piece of fucking shit Dennis Turner think that he has the fucking right to arrest a child? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I,
1: I don't under, I I don't completely understand that myself, you know, and uh, I, I I, could see it if the child
0: was still out of control. I mean, there is a then because like, take it and put it in a room with a counselor or have the officer stand watch on the off chance that the kid is going to do something dangerous, but to arrest it and charge a child. That's there, ridiculous. Yeah, that that is that Especially is Especially if there's an outstanding ridiculous. disorder that child is dealing with. Yeah, and the the other
1: the other point too is is the school. You know, yeah. who who's calling the cops on a six year old kid? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know. It it, it seems like it, even if the kid is hitting and kicking and whatever, I mean, there there are teachers that are trained for this type thing of dealing with kids who have some kind of mental disorder. Uh, I don't believe that includes calling the police to have them come and take the child out in handcuffs or anything else. I mean, it's a call to the parents, maybe, you know, something something reasonable, but it, you know it's just so ridiculous reading this uh, that they have the child under control mm-hmm. and sitting and reading quietly, the police officer comes in asks the situation. I mean, what is he thinking at that point if the the teacher said she's she's good now
0: mm-hmm.
1: she was kind of going crazy, you know she was hitting Mr. Dinkle's balls uh, <laughs> a few times and he's really upset. But at the same time, it's like, you're absolutely right. This is something that is, you know, it's a it's building a pattern mm-hmm. that happens to minorities in the country. Now, I know there's protocol for police officers. I don't know there, what the protocol is dealing with children, you know, putting them in handcuffs. I know that, you know, there is a protocol for somebody who is doing something violent to put, you know, to restrain them yeah, until yeah. the situation sorted out. But a six-year-old?
0: really and the situation was sorted out right is the right. worst part about it so as he was putting the zip ties on the little girl um the six-year-old child i just want to stress that it, it's, it blows my mind there was right. uh, an administrator that was uh, filming him and they were like do you think that's necessary and he's like yeah absolutely i just zip tied another kid this week and if she was a little older it would be metal not zip ties and then just marched to right out. So as an administrator, you're not allowed now after you've called the police to say, you know what, never mind, we have it in control. Thank you for coming out, officer. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you for responding. No, you can't. Because now the cop is in control. And if there's one thing a cop cannot handle, it's anyone speaking against them. And apparently police have forgotten that they're there to protect and serve. They are yeah. our servants. We are not vassals to their lordships we pay their fucking salaries and they are our goddamn servants and they chose that fucking role and so them the administrators of that school had every fucking right to say no that is not okay stop what you're doing Everything is under control, thank you for your time, but fuck off and get out! And for him yeah. to have been fired for having done it multiple times, and bragging in the moment about having done it to other children before, shows you that not only is the fucking Florida-Orlando, uh, police service full of fucking bullshit, and in- lack of ability to teach how to interact with other fucking human beings, let alone little fucking children, but also they- they're not even taught to understand why to even question why. Why are they acting this way? If it's a homeless person, why are they acting this way? Well, maybe it's because there's a psychological disorder that they're suffering from, and they're not able to get the fucking proper treatment to take care of it, so maybe you don't fucking shoot them, or maybe it's a little fucking child, and so you just stop for, I don't know, a three count, and realize that you are a human adult, this is a human child, maybe I shouldn't provide psychological trauma to the (laughs) child, and fucking arrest it! Setting a pattern of fear and distrust onto a fucking organization whose sole role is to provide peace of mind
1: to the citizens. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I mean, you know as well as as I, as a parent, you have those moments to teach, right? You know, your kids act out, they're, they're not listening, they're doing something stupid, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you use that moment as a teaching moment. This is what this asshole could have done, very easily. Come in and talk to the child, treated them with respect, and, but no, no. It, you know, more often than not, and it, I know it's a, a stereotype against police. But it, it seems to be true. More often than not, you get a police officer. They get their gun. They get their badge. They get that little bit of authority. It goes straight to their head. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show them who's boss. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, fuck off with that. You know, use that moment to teach. Especially in this situation, you walk in and it's all quiet. It's all good.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Um, <sighs> so I want to. I want to bring the last point of thought that, that ties these two stories together for me. Um, and it's, it's a genuine concern of mine because anecdotally my own personal experience my son was taken to the administration because he bought a pocket knife from a friend. And there is zero tolerance for knives. And so he had a knife on him. So they were forced to call the police. They called me from work. I drove in from work to Pick up my son from school because he was being kicked out of school for the day for having a knife. Zero tolerance. That's their policy. I think it's bullshit. And then I saw the cop and I was like, wait a second. Why the fuck is a police officer here? And so I walk up to the police officer and I was like, excuse me, why are you here? And he's like, oh, there was a boy who had a knife. I'm like, that boy is my son and it's a pocket knife. And he's like, I know, man. I just have to be here. The difference between that officer talking to me a white middle-aged man dealing with a white young boy and the difference between the um, uh, mixed minority, I don't know what it, whether this was uh, an African-American or a Hispanic uh, officer or a white officer, uh, dealing with a little black girl is night and fucking day. And I guarantee fucking mm-hmm. tea that if the parent of that little black girl who is a black human adult was talking to the police, they probably would have been fucking arrested too because they wouldn't have been standing for them arresting their fucking child. Whereas I can walk up to a police officer in the privileged position because of the fucking tone of my skin to talk to a police officer and they take a completely different tone than if yep. a black adult does the exact same thing. And then to think that that rolls downhill to little black children. She was throwing a tantrum. My son had a pocket knife. If I was a bigoted, piece-of-shit cop like this one, I would have had arrested my son like he arrested her. But would I? Because he's white. And it's a boy, and I can relate, and maybe I had a pocket knife when I was a kid, and maybe my Mm -hmm. life experience tells me something a little bit different, and so maybe we should stop fucking dealing with our citizens because of the color of their fucking skin, and we should start dealing with them as fucking individual human beings, realizing That not everything's about you and you trying to show how powerful you are. It's a fucking kid. Yep. Like, fuck man. I just it a Uh, little white boy is sick and dying and they give him the fucking world. A little black girl is dealing with a sleep fucking issue and she is arrested. What the fuck are we doing as a society? And at what point are we gonna stop and just realize that yeah, we are in a racist fucking society? But that's a fucking choice, man. We can choose not to discriminate because of the color of a skin. Let life experience oh, yeah. discriminate. There's a lot of people that I discriminate against, and I fucking sure. judge, and I hate people for their actions, but I don't hate them because they think a certain way, or because they look a certain way, or because they like people a certain way. Yeah, like, grow absolutely. Up. We're fucking human adults. Act like one. God damn it.
1: <laughs> well, that's few and far between these days, though. You know, you, you, you can't have that in, in today's society. I mean, we're either – we are too, too sensitive to things such as, you know, a kid mm. bringing a, a pocket knife to school, a simple thing, or a kid throwing a temper tantrum. You know, I mean, on the adults running the school that this little lady was in – that, you know, they feel the need. Well, she's throwing a temper tantrum and she's being violent. You're fucking teachers. You know, most likely, your fucking parents. Mm-hmm. You know kids at this age throw tantrums. They throw themselves on the ground. They push. They kick. They bite. They do all kinds of stupid shit because they don't understand how to it, it, articulate their emotions, right. show what they're feeling. And yeah. this whole fucking situation, I mean, this little girl having the police called on her in the first place. How, how can she trust the school?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: how can she trust anybody in the school? How can she trust teachers? But this will teach her. Don't, Mm. don't, don't worry. This will teach her a lesson
0: learned. Yeah. Um, Yeah, That's stupid. Yeah. I I do want to say that uh, in the chat room, um, uh, J Dub is saying, uh, that I'm virtue signaling. You don't have to agree with me, man. I, I have no problem with your dissent or disagreement. That's your fucking right. You do you, man. I don't give a fuck. I see the world that children should be given more of an opportunity and an understanding than adults who have had the option of being worthful, worthwhile or worthless. Children haven't been given that opportunity yet. It's up to us as adults to decide whether or not uh, we should give them a blanket pass because they're children or to be worthless pieces of shit Like the cop who got fired for his stupid fucking actions. Um, But you don't have to agree with that. You can feel however you want. That's the glory of it. And if you have an articulate comment that you want to put up. In a dissent of my opinion. I would love to read it. And I would love to address it. But if it's just going to be. You're virtually signaling uh, what the fuck is wrong with you. Well you may be watching the wrong fucking stream. I I prefer back and forth. Not just offhanded bitch comments. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's that simple. Have a conversation if you disagree. If you don't, get the fuck out. Um, so that's yeah. why I wanted to talk about these two articles. It, it really kind of drove me crazy that the, in one case, it's a white little boy and he's given the moon. And in the other case, it's a black little girl and she's taken to fucking jail. This yeah. is our fucking world. Like, oh, yeah. there is something fundamentally fucking wrong. And it's all because of us. And it I, is. I'm not better, I judge people, I condemn people, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll fucking throw a ritual and destroy someone. And I have. Yep. But you know what? They fucking asked for it, they fucking begged for it, and I fucking gave them what they asked for. In this particular case, neither of these two were asking for it in that particular way. No. Um, they just were in a terrible fucking situation, and there were no level heads to consider alternatives. No. Um, Let's, uh, however, we're like already out of time and I still have one more segment. My hair's curling like a fucking loser. Um, (laughs) Let's uh, do the last segment, the creature feature here, people. right that's a harsh oops wrong one sorry people that was a harsh cut all right so let me add in this image and we're going to be talking about i am not okay with this have you seen the series at all
1: i haven't oh I man haven't. do you have netflix i do i just don't do a whole lot of netflix yeah.
0: <laughs> so my wife and i uh typically uh we don't have a lot of time you know after we get off work and stuff my wife is taking care of the kids, making dinner and everything. I'm driving home, we all eat dinner, and then typically I'll go off and work on something while the kids are, like my son's working and my daughter's working on projects and stuff, and then my wife's doing um, you know, whatever it is that my wife does to keep this household working. Um, And then finally, at the end of the day, we have like an hour or two to just sort of hang out, depending on how late we wanna stay up. And so we'll typically watch an episode of something, or maybe we'll stay up late and we'll watch a movie. This series kept us up and going. The thing is that the episodes are very short. They're like 19 to 23 minutes, so they're not long. Um, They're very short as far as like streaming episodes, and there's not a lot of them. So Netflix, let me just give a quick shout out. because i gave a shout out to uh, the last series that i brought up with shutter uh, it was founded in 1997 by reed hastings and mark randolph in scotts valley california its initial business model was just dvd rentals and sales by mail uh, they eventually abandoned the sales uh, about a year after the company's founding to focus on initial dvd rental uh, expansions uh, they expanded their business in 2010 with the introduction of introduction of streaming media while retaining their dvd and blu-ray rentals uh, and they have become a powerhouse in filmmaking. They are now contending with major studios. They are being awarded Oscars and Gra- um, not Grammys, but um, what's the other one? Golden Globes. Um, Uh, because of the work that they're, they're, they're hiring people to put out for original content, which is what this is. Uh, but they're also like, you know, buying other people's films as a platform of distribution for them and getting it out to billions of people that subscribe to this service. So that's Netflix, which I like. I get it free because I'm a veteran and T-Mobile is my cellular company. They give you a free uh, account. So I don't pay for it and I enjoy it. Um, in the, and they're killing it with horror movies, too. Like, I love Shudder, which is pure horror streaming platform. But Netflix, they got some great horror gems that I never heard of. Or maybe I heard of and I just never got around to watching. And I've been enjoying them thoroughly. They're doing really wonderful. This particular series. Okay. So, the, the setup of this. It's a... Uh, Originally, it was a graphic novel, and it was a comic book series that was made into a, a movie. Um, the setup is Sydney as a young teenage girl navigating the trials and tribulations of high school while dealing with the complexities of her family, her budding sexuality, and uh, mysterious superpowers just beginning to awaken deep within her. Kind of weird, right? Um, oh. It is just a straight-up American coming-of-age comedy-drama web television series based on the graphic novel of the same name by Charles Forsman. It was released in February 26th, just recently. Uh, it stars Sophia Lillis as Sydney Novak, and you guys will know her from It 1 and 2 and Gretel and Hansel, which is a great film, um, and also Wyatt Olef, who is Stanley Barber, who is also from IT and Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. He played um, uh, the young version of Star-Lord. And then Sophia Bryant is Dina, she's the best friend. I haven't seen her in anything else. And Kathleen Rosa Perkins is Maggie Novak, who is the mom. And the setup is the the daughter, um, the star of the show, Sydney, lost her dad. And so she's going through emotional trauma and just teenage angst, as every teenager does. and then she starts getting overly emotional. She goes through these fits of rage, and then things start to happen in her moments of rage. So anyone that's ever watched X Men or that you know understands the idea of superheroes. Usually, it's around puberty that they exhibit their powers, and you know in comics and stuff. And then um, they don't really understand it. Well, that's exactly what she's going through, but it's set in like a real world, like weird. Uh, modern day youthful setting, which is very strange, and like the style and tone of it is very 1970s, 1980s, but it's actually set in the 90s. And so the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, what the hell is go- what time period is this? <laughs> Everyone's dressed like they're in the 70s, but they have cell phones, like like <laughs> smartphones, cell phones. And I was like, wow. I, don't, I don't know what the fuck is going on here, but I loved <laughs> every second of it in every episode. As she's exhibiting her pet, first of all, I love the actress and the actors in this. I think they are fantastic at their craft. I mean, seriously, they're, they're like above and beyond. But just to experience this wonderful coming-of-age story, which I'm kind of a sucker for anyway, um, through the eyes of these actors, whom I really love their past work, and so I, I'm already like dialed in, and then they throw in this random like, like sci-fi superhero element to it, and I'm just like, what? Like it was, it's so incredibly engaging, and a little bit scary, and a little bit kind of cool, and it takes you back to your youth in some cases, and like the awkwardness of youth. Like there's this really wonderful sequence of her being embarrassed because she has these pimples on her thigh, and she doesn't understand why she has pimples on her thigh, and then she meets the uh, uh, Stanley, and uh, they get high, and he's like, "You got pimples on your thigh? Well, check this out." And he has back knee, and he's like, "It goes all the way down to my butt crack. I don't know why it's there. It's just there." And then they have their first sexual experience together and it was just the most weird off the wall cool as fuck (laughs) like just series that it it, far too short the setup is great there's a little bit of breakfast club vibe to it there's a little bit of like superhero coming of age vibe to it there's a little bit of just um uh, you know high school trauma vibe to it and then she's dealing with the death of her dad and her trying to take care of her brother while her mom works double shifts in order to pay for their life and it's just It's so goddamn good. It should not be that good. And I am a sucker for it, man. Well, Brightburn, (laughs) okay, so Dallas says, reminds him of Brightburn. That was more superhero on the nose and horror. This is neither. Mm. This is not on the nose superhero. This is very much like they don't believe this is fucking happening. It doesn't make any sense. She doesn't understand what she's doing. And then she's coming... To her understanding of her own sexuality which is also really kind of cool to experience um vicariously through her as the primary narrator and the star of the show i tell you if nice. you're gonna watch a series that it literally i think it took us like two hours to burn well, through that's... the whole thing it wasn't very long it's totally worth it it, it nice. is such an entertaining engaging series and it just makes you feel good and laugh and kind of curious about what's gonna happen next, and it sets up the second season so brilliantly. I, I dig it so much, and you can't tell from this photo, mm-hmm. but the like opening screen setup is her running down the street with police sirens in the background, covered in blood from head to foot, as she's running toward the screen, and then you see police cars go back from where she came behind her. So clearly, something insane happened. And then it's all paid off at the very last episode of the very last season. I'm sorry, very last episode of this first season. Why it opened that way. And it's her uh-huh. the, narrating the whole time, just like she's writing in her diary. It's so wow. good. Like it That's is, cool. It's so crazy good. You, you got to check it out. It is so worthwhile. I don't, it's definitely not age appropriate for your kids yet, your daughters yet yeah yeah, but like my son, I would definitely have him watch it. my daughter she's pretty close to where I'd, I'd feel comfortable with her watching it. because um, nice. there are some themes that though children yeah. deal with these themes on their own, I don't really want to introduce it yet to my kids right right um, Spare them as long as you can. Yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have to deal with it soon enough so I don't yeah. wanna, I don't want to jump again on it and let them deal with it. Um, right. Anyway, I absolutely adored it. I think Netflix is great for being able to put platforms like this out there. Because there's no way a TV, uh, like a CBS or an ABC, would ever put this out. If it no. wasn't for streaming services, we would never get entertainment like this. And it's a story that's creative and exciting. And that's what I love about life is the creative and the exciting things. It is strange. I feel like, I feel like I'm Winota writer in Beetlejuice. Where, where i'm just like experiencing ghosts for the first time and i don't mind right. because i also am strange and unusual that's right <laughs> so, like well, get, you know it's great anyway that's, oh, gonna, it. that's gonna do it for this episode um thanks man thanks for joining me oh thanks for having me it's good <laughs> seeing you again you oh, no, looking yeah. stylish and wonderful as always thanks man you too and uh thank you thank you, thank you Stephanie. The kick-ass <laughs> mug. The <kick-ass> mug. <laughs> this was on man camp uh day oh
1: yes oh that was such a wonderful day i don't remember much after that but i've heard it was good
0: tales are told that it was enjoyable don't remember yeah. much don't remember. <laughs> um it's not so much Carrie. it's not it's really not that much horror there's some horror elements in it christian but it is really good kyle you're welcome and thank you for joining us live and to everyone else joining us live, even the people that jumped out of the, pod, the, the video stream because I'm virtue signaling, thank you for joining me. I appreciate your time and attention for as long as it lasted, and I hope that you'll give the show another chance, or one of the other myriad of shows that I put out, um, because I'm doing it for you, and for my own sanity, because I'm a crazy person, so... <laughs> Thank you for indulging an insane person in his insane ramblings. Uh, You can always support the show by subscribing to the YouTube channel, signing up to the email list, giving a like, and sharing videos. And if you get this in audio form, and yes, every single one of my shows that I've ever produced since 2011 are available as a podcast. All you got to do is go to your favorite podcast provider, search Reverend Campbell, or go to my website, reverendcampbell.com, and look at the series that you want, and there's going to be an RSS feed that you can put into your podcast and just a uh, podcast provider and just binge, have fun and yell at me as I'm yelling at you.
1: It's amazing. It's good I do this on a
0: daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so until next time, Hey Wes, you want to do this again sometime? Absolutely. Let's okay, do man. it. We've got to, it was fun. Next um, time I'll wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, As soon as I turn this stream off, I'm going to ask you to prove it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. uh, Thank you again. And until next week, hail Satan. Hail Satan.